thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. It's a joy to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us on Jesus the Healer. And I will say this to you, it will be time well spent yeah. because anytime we spend time with the Word, it blesses our lives. So thank you for joining us and come expecting. Release your faith for, for answers and for revelation to come because uh, really so many things show up in life, but God has the answer for every single one of them. And they're available to us when we're expecting it. Amen. Amen. We've been looking at two words here in the past couple of episodes. We're teaching on these two words, hold fast. Because uh, someone with a robust faith is going to be someone who knows how to hold fast in the face of opposition. And that means that we don't let go until we receive what we set our faith on. Amen. Amen. We were looking at Hebrews chapter 4. Turn with us in your Bible, if you would. Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 14. It reads, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or confession. What are we confessing? What he says, what God says, what the word says. And so because we have a great high priest, he's listening for something. What's he listening for? What we say about his word in our life. Now he said some things about our life and he's looking for our words to agree so that he can fulfill what he said about our life. Amen. He can't fulfill it just because he said it. He needs the permission of our saying it. So when we just say what he says about our life, then he fulfills it. Amen. Amen. Because God won't work uninvited. Our profession, our confession of faith is our invitation to him to work as his word has said he wants to work in our life. Amen. 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 So uh, Jesus is that great high priest. He's listening for our words. He's listening for it. And as we've said in the previous episodes, the more interested we are in receiving what has been made ours in Christ, the more we'll say it, the more we'll confess it. Um, Dr. Summerall made a statement, Dr. Lester Summerall, a general in the faith. And he said years ago, he said, faith must be reborn every day. What's he saying? It has to be released every day. You don't release your faith by hearing the word. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing, but faith is released through what we say and through what we do. So you can have a heart full of faith that came by hearing, but it won't do you any good till you release that faith. So Jesus is the high priest 
of our confession, not just of our pastor's confession. Uh, What are we confessing? We can't just live off what someone else is confessing. We have to have our own professions and confessions of faith because our high priest is great at his job. He will not miss it when we confess what God says about us. Amen. And then let's look again at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. It reads, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. So here there's further instruction of what to do with this profession or confession of faith. It's important that we don't waver. That means saying one thing one day and then failing to say something over the next several days or saying one thing one day and something opposite the next day. Either one of those is wavering. Either one. Um, If we're wavering, we're not holding fast. And people don't realize that what we receive from God does not just matter. What belongs to us in Christ doesn't just magically appear. It's our confession that invites the flow of that. Amen. Um, So I want you to also turn with me in your Bibles, Revelations chapter 2 and verse 25. Revelations chapter 2, verse 25. We're going to see something here that is, mm, it it gives us insight. Mm -hmm. It says, but that which ye have already Hold fast till I come. Yes. Yes. Now, why would he tell us to hold fast yeah. if it couldn't be lost? Right. Yeah, that's good. He's showing us that there we have an enemy yeah. and he's always trying to take something from us. Uh-huh. He said, how are you going to keep that from being taken from you? Hold fast to it. Fast. How do you hold fast? Your profession, yes. your confession uh-huh. of faith. Yes. Holds fast to it. Now, I want to look there again. Look at Revelations 2.25 again. I want you to see something. But that which ye have already, Uh Mm -hmm. hold fast. It doesn't say that which has manifested. Hold fast. Uh Because when we're believing God for an answer to manifest, it doesn't say that which has manifested hold fast. It, not, it includes that. Sure. Right. But it says, but that which you have. Right. We have in Christ things that have not yet manifested. Amen. Healing belongs to us. Yes. Before it's manifested, yes. it still belongs to us. Yes. Why? Because Jesus purchased it. Yes. He made it ours. Yes. It is, we have it yes. as a present possession yes. because we're in Christ. Yes. And it is our confession of what we already have in Christ that we're to confess and it will come in a manifestation. So don't just limit this verse to manifestations, but everything that is yours in Christ. Everything that's yours in Christ, you already have it. He's already joined it. It's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. If a child, uh, let's say there's a child born into a wealthy family, multi-billionaire family, that child at birth already has an inheritance. Although it won't be given to them 
to enjoy until an, an assigned time. Right? right. right? Yes. Um, they have it without it being manifested. Right. Revelations 2.25 is talking about what we have, not just about what's manifested. But that which ye have. Yes. That which you have. I have healing in Christ. I have prosperity in Christ. I have a sound mind in Christ. I have wisdom in Christ. These are things that he has joined to us by inheritance. And as we hold fast to him, that which we have will manifest. But until it's manifested, still hold fast to it because you have it. As your inheritance in Christ, it belongs to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, If we are to hold fast Mm -hmm. to what is ours in Christ, all the blessings of God, Mm -hmm. amen, all the blessings, so numerous. If we are to hold fast to what's ours in Christ, what we have in Him, we can't hold fast to what He didn't make ours. He didn't make worry ours. We can't hold fast to worry. What's, what's hold fast mean? It, it's, a, it's a grip. It's a hard hold. It's a firm hold, not a loose hold because something you hold loosely is subject to dropping. Uh, somebody can just come by and kind of bump into you accidentally and if you've got a loose hold on something, you'll drop something. Well, the opposition is not going to bump in uh, lightly. (laughs) It will come a a bold, aggressive attack to get you to let go of something. But if you're holding fast and you're holding hard to it, I have a firm grip on this. I'm not letting letting symptoms bump it out of my hand. I'm not letting unexpected bills bump that prosperity out of my grasp. I'm not letting threats of fear uh, rob my peace from me. You see, I've got a firm hold on what I have in Christ. And uh, in that, if we are to hold fast, we can't hold fast to fear, doubt, worried words, worried thoughts. Now, let me say this. some of us who have um, received greater instruction, further instruction in the things of faith, we've been taught about our confession. Yes. We've been taught it matters what you say. Yes. Um, some, sometimes if we're not careful, we're only treating our confession about what others hear us say yes. out loud. But what are you saying to yourself that no one else hears? What are you saying inwardly to yourself? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and don't let him think he'll receive anything of the Lord is what James tells us. So we don't want to be good at uh, measuring what we say out loud only. But in private, we're thinking fear thoughts, yeah. oh, right. thinking worried thoughts, uh-huh. thinking wavering thoughts. Right. That's right. We not only want to be good at what we measure that comes out of our mouth, but also what is going on in our thought life. Yeah. What are we saying to ourselves? Yeah. Because some have practiced themselves 
with this flow of confession to where they don't say something that's doubt and unbelief, but their mind is just entertaining all kinds of thoughts. You're wavering. It's wavering. That's not holding fast. We hold fast with our words of confession, but we also hold fast to what we say to ourselves. We hold fast to the word about what we're saying to ourselves. Now, as I said, if we're to hold fast to the word with our confession, that means we can't hold fast to worry. Fear and doubt get together and produce an offspring called worry. Worry is the offspring of fear and doubt. It's the child produced out of fear and doubt. Worry is what so many people do without realizing they're doing it. If we're to walk in the victory that belongs to us, the peace that belongs to us, we have to pay attention to our thought life because that's going to determine what you're going to hold fast to. Amen. Amen. Um, We have to make sure. Now, you say, Pastor Nancy, I'm not not worrying. Well, what you thinking about? Dad Hagen taught us many, many times he said it, and I'm so grateful because most people would not recognize this as worry. He said, how do you know if you're worrying? I bet the audience here can tell me. If you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it. Well, I'm just considering it. I'm not worrying. If it's in your thought life, that's worry. Amen. To hold fast, to have a firm grip on the Word of God, we can't have a firm grip on anything else that isn't the Word. We can't hold to two opposing flows, two opposing, um, if I could say this, forces. Amen. We're not, we, we don't just want to be good at not saying worried things. We want to also be good at not thinking worried things. And it's not just about if someone were believing God for healing. It's not just about learning to not talk about sickness, but it's also learning to talk about health. It's not just keeping the wrong thing out of your mouth. It's putting the right thing in because it's not enough to keep the wrong thing out. Something has to be said. Jesus is the high priest, not of our thoughts, of our confessions, of what is said. So we have to say it, not just want it. He's not the high priest of our affections. We want something. He's the high priest of our confession which should depict what our affections are on. Amen. Amen. Well, praise, praise the Lord. To hold fast means to daily as a lifestyle, release our faith in what Jesus already provided. If if we say we're faith people, we're also people that are skillful at holding fast. We're holding fast. We hold fast to what God says. Why? From the moment we release our faith, for what we're believing for until it's manifested. We've got to do something during that span of time. 
What is it? We're holding fast. Yes. We're holding fast. Yes. Stand in our ground. Yes. Amen. Amen. After it's manifested, you know what we're still doing? We're holding fast. Yes. Why? So that what is, be, what is manifested yes. isn't stolen from us. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not, I so appreciate Brother Copeland has said this for years. We are not the sick trying to get healed. That's right. Yes. That's right. We are the healed and symptoms Pain, disease, the devil mm -hmm. yes. seeks to rob us yes. of the healing that is already ours. Amen. So we are to approach our confession is to be in line with what we have, not with what we think our body needs in the sense of, well, my body needs healing. Then you better say you have it. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus made it yours. It's not yours because it manifested. It's yours because Jesus purchased it for you. And it's going to manifest because you know he purchased it for you. You see, you have to know it's already yours because that's when it can manifest. You say, Pastor Nancy, I don't understand that. Well, keep staying with the teaching for a while because the more you hear it, the more your heart grabs hold of these truths. Jesus made it yours before you needed it. So when you need it, talk about what he already made yours. Amen. Holding fast means that we're not changing what we believe just because of what we see or feel. Right. Now, when someone is taught about Jesus is their healer mm -hmm. and they're taught it belongs, healing belongs to you, not because you've earned it, right. but because Jesus purchased it. Right. When you understand that, it belongs to you because you're in him. Healing belongs to all of God's children equally. Yes. It doesn't belong to one, per, one Christian more than it belongs to another. It's already purchased. It belongs to all of his people. Yes. Belongs to us. Yes. Now, um, when symptoms show up, don't change what you believe about healing still belongs to you. That's, right. that's what the devil, that's why he opposes you to try to change what you believe. Right. That's right. Because if you change what you believe, you'll change what you say. So before symptoms or disease came, you believed you were the healed. You believed you were the healed. Why? Because it's, it's your possession in Christ. When symptoms come, don't change that. Don't change what you believe. That's why opposition comes, to get you to change what you believe. I have gone through, there have been times when I would have symptoms in my body. And I remember one time in particular, there was a period of time I was confessing the word, I was holding to the word, and nothing seemingly was getting better. Mm -hmm. Nothing was changing. And I remember I was driving from my home to our ministry office one day, and there was a lot of pain in my body. Mm -hmm. And I was in the car, and I said, God... I want you to know in the face of what I feel, I still believe that healing is mine. Amen. The symptoms don't remove the possession from me. When I called healing mine in the face of what I felt, in the face of pain, 
You want to know what happened? Every symptom left. It's not just about confessing it, say over and over and over and over. It's about it dawning on you. Dawning on the inside of you. Wait a minute. The pain does not remove it from me as a possession. It's still my possession. Symptoms are nothing but a temptation to accept sickness. You know, if someone were, let's say, they were unsaved and they were a thief. They go over to somebody's house, they visit, they see a couple hundred dollars laying on the coffee table and the homeowner leaves the room and a thief might be tempted to pick up mm-hmm. that couple hundred dollars because that's what he is. He's a thief. He's looking for something to take. But that thief gets saved. And the next time he's put in a position like that and he sees there's money available and nobody knows if he took it or not. And there's that temptation. Do I take that or not? The thief who's no longer a thief says, I'm not taking that. It's not mine. It's not mine. Right? Symptoms are nothing but a temptation to believe you're sick. Get that. Symptoms, pain are nothing but a temptation to believe you're sick. Still believe you're healed. Even though you feel. See, the thief didn't believe the money was his just because he saw it. Right. He could have even picked it up and touched it. It still didn't make it his. That's right. Right. You might can still feel symptoms. Doesn't make it yours. That's right. Right. That's Not yours because you feel it. It's only yours when you take it. How do you take it? What you say, what you believe, what you do. Well, praise the Lord. Let that sink in for a little bit, right? Those things have to sink into us. That which you have already. Mm-hmm. What, Revelations 2 that we were That which you have already. What do I already have? I have healing. Yes. I have health. Yes. I have wholeness. Yes. Jesus made it mine. And I will not let the temptation that comes with symptoms and pain tempt me away. Right. From the wholeness that's mine. The health that's mine. And, I, and that's what I did that day in that car. Is that I said, God... I know what I feel, but I will not accept. That's right. How do I know if I accept it if I change what I believe? Mm-hmm. I will not accept that I that these are my pains. Mm-hmm. They don't belong to me. Right. I don't care that I feel it. Right. Just because you can pick up something right. doesn't make it yours. Right. Just because you can feel it doesn't make it yours. And when I said, Father, in the face of what I feel, I want you to know I'm not changing what I believe. I still believe I'm the healed. And when I said that, all the pain left. It's got to dawn on you, on your spirit. It's got to dawn on your spirit. Before symptoms came, you believed you were the healed. When symptoms come, still believe you're the healed. And confess in line with that. Think in line with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Never let symptoms or circumstances author what you believe. The word is all the author you need. What we believe is to be authored by the word. Don't let symptoms rewrite the story of what you believe. 
Faith doesn't mean you don't feel something opposing. Mm -hmm. Faith means you don't change what you believe because of what you feel. I'm going to say that again if I can. (laughs) Faith doesn't mean you don't feel something. Faith means you don't change what you believe because of what you feel. I believed I was healed before the pain came. I still believe I'm healed. Still believe that. Um, When Jesus said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. They believed they were going to the other side. That's why they got in the boat. If he would have said, we're going to go halfway and sink. How many would have gotten in the boat? Others would say, no, my mama wants me home. (laughs) I think I hear daddy calling me. No, Jesus said, let us go to the other side. So they believed that they got in the boat, but a storm came up. A storm they felt. Waves they could see. Wind they could feel. And Peter goes to wake up Jesus in the boat and says, carest thou not? that we perish. So what they were feeling caused them to panic. When they saw Jesus not panicking with them, they, they labeled it as not caring. You don't have to panic with somebody to care for them. (laughs) When you know something, there's no panic. When you know the right thing, Jesus was not panicking with them and Peter accused him, you don't care. Carest thou not? Look at the next words, that we perish. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 Peter. Who told you you were perishing? What you felt, what you saw, told you something and you believed it more than what you believed about what Jesus said. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. So the disciples, when they felt the wind, when they saw the waves, when they felt the rain on them, all the wetness coming into that boat, they should have said, no, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. We're still going to the other side. But they didn't. They changed what they believed because of what they felt and saw. That's called wavering. That's called not holding yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Know, what is, know what God is saying to you so you'll know what to hold fast yeah. to. Right. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember what Jairus said. He came to Jesus and said, uh, my little daughter lieth at, lieth at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. Mm-hmm. He believed that. Yes. Yes, he did. But when the report came, don't bother the master anymore. She's already died. Jesus said, only believe. What's he saying? Don't change what you believe. Don't change what you believe because you heard a different report. You heard the report. She's died. Don't change what you believe. Only believe what you said when you came to me. You believe that I'd lay hands and should be raised up. Hallelujah. That's called holding fast. He was telling him, hold fast. Hold fast. Don't let all the circumstances loosen your grip on the truth you know. Amen. Well, we're so glad to have the time with you. You don't want to miss next time. Until then, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky, May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.